she came up to me at this event and she was like, Hey, so like, I know that you helped so-and-so with X, Y, Z, and you helped on this project and that, and that, and that, and I know you're here and you helped in some way, but I don't know what you do. And I was like, Oh shoot. And I'm like talking and showing up on social media all the time. And I'm like, okay, if somebody who knows me personally doesn't know what my freaking business is, then that means like my social media audience is going to be so confused. Right. So, okay. Like if I'm wondering why things feel hard or why things aren't growing the way that I want, whatever it is, like it's because people don't know what the, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. People don't know what the heck I'm doing. Right. Okay. So I got to focus on the main thing and go. What is keeping you from growing your business to the next level? I'm Jess Bergio, one of the hosts here for Fast Foundations, the podcast. Between the three of us, my co-host Jim, RT, and I have grown several businesses scaling beyond seven figures. And you know what? Not a single one of those businesses came with a blueprint. For years, we poured time and resources into our businesses from salons, tech companies, and product-based businesses navigating success and failures on our own. For all of us though, it began to change in 2019 when we found a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and industry leaders to mentor us. That community was Fast Foundations. Just like the mastermind, we're bringing on experts and having discussions to give you tips to not only improve the foundational skill sets you need, but to also fast track your growth. We'll dive into the core pillars of what will make your business succeed. Whether you have a brand new idea that you're looking to turn into a business or you're already a successful entrepreneur looking to scale, this community is here to take you to the next level. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Fast Foundations, the podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio, with one of my favorite humans that we actually had to discuss if we've met in person because we see so much of each other on social media. We were like, wait, have we actually met yet? And we were like, no, no, we haven't. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, do we, do we know each other in real life or has it just been through social media and the screen? And Fast Foundations and Mastermind. I think that connected both of us um, mm -hmm. through the networks that we know. So Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here to just uh, chat with you. And like, even before we hit record, I mean, you know, just from being in it and everything and a little bit that I've shared, like Fast Foundations was hugely integral to like my, my business growth and success the last couple of years. So excited yeah. to dive into it. And that's what I was telling her, you know, I've been watching and it's so cool to get to to be a witness to a lot of people's journeys as they go through the program. Um, for one, knowing exactly what that feels like, because I went through it and I still am evolving, but having that community of people who kind of stay close and pay attention to each other because of the mastermind that we were both involved in. So I think I was coaching during the round that you were in. So I got like a firsthand, like on the calls, the questions, everything that was going on. And I know you have a PR agency that you've been running for quite some time. That's done really, really well, but the mastermind, as you said, was like a big piece of probably some uh, the puzzle there to help you really scale and grow it. Can you share with us like kind of what it looked like before you joined the mastermind and what it absolutely, absolutely. Let's see. I think I did. I did fast foundations three times, I think. And I'm like at this point, um, my first round of it, I think was all in person, I mm -hmm. believe. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels like so long ago. So it, it would have been in like 2019, the first round that I did. And I joined because, cause I remember I didn't join the first round cause I wasn't 
and just didn't for whatever reason and joined the second round that they ever did. And my reason for it at that point. Um, so 2019, I, I, so much was going on one. I was dealing with a little bit of depression for one, I wasn't feeling inspired and motivated in my business. So as, as you said, I've had a PR agency since 2014, but of course, like, you know, it's evolved so much since then and has looked so different over the years. So I wasn't feeling inspired in that business or excited, like not wanting to do it. Right. And as an entrepreneur or how I work as an entrepreneur, if I'm not feeling excited about something, it is very hard for me to stay focused on it. And and so I wasn't feeling excited. I was also had a fitness business at the time, but like, you know, like things were okay. Like I was doing okay, but I also hadn't jumped. Like I had way too many things going at one time and I wasn't focusing on the main thing. I wasn't focusing on being really good at one thing and scaling that. I was like, well, what about this? And then I'm also going to do this. So my energy and attention was very distracted very spread across like way too, too many projects and stuff like that. And so I did the first round of fast foundations in order to get re-inspired like that, that year that I was kind of taking a break from my business, or at least from my business being like the main priority. And I kind of stepped back and I was doing a lot in the fitness space. I missed being around really like-minded, motivated, driven, ambitious entrepreneurs And so that was a big reason for it is to, was to like be surrounded by other people creating their, like their passions, their visions, their missions, like bringing that to life in the world. Cause I knew that that would support me and like reigniting that fire for myself. And also I wanted clarity, you know, like I, I, at that point came to the decision of like, okay, I'm focusing on way too many things and that's why it's not working. Right. Like I remember I was at an event that I, my agency and I supported in selling out. Like we, you know, the year prior, they had about 500 people attend the event. And the year that my team and I came on and helped, they sold 1500 tickets, which is huge, like amazing, such a success. And I'm at this event and one of my girlfriends who's become a very good friend of mine now, but at that time we weren't super close, but like you know, knew each other. And she came up to me at this event and she was like, Hey, so like, I know that you helped so-and-so with X, Y, Z, and you helped on this project and that, and that, and that, and I know you're here and you helped in some way, but I don't know what you do. And I was like, Oh shoot. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, you know, hi, like marketing brain PR person. I'm like, Oh crap. Like if I, and I'm like talking and showing up on social media all the time. And I'm like, okay, if somebody who knows me personally doesn't know what my freaking business is, then that means like my social media audience is going to be so confused. Right. So, okay. Like if I'm wondering why things feel hard or why things aren't growing the way that I want, whatever it is, like it's because people don't know what the, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. People don't know what the heck I'm doing. Right. Okay. So I got to focus on the main thing and go. Right. And so that's when I made the decision, like, okay, what am I known for best? And what am I really good at? And at that time it was very much PR. And so I was like, okay, that's what I can leverage the most. So that's what I'm going to really double down on. And so that first round of fast foundations for me was all about like, okay, let's jump back into this business, get re-inspired and get clarity on what I want my business to look like. Mm. 
So you found this community, you jumped in, you decided it was finally time to do it in the second round after watching the first one go on, which I think that was the round I was in was the very first one. So we missed each other by like one round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you're in community with all these people and you're finally deciding you're going to get clear and focus on one thing. Was that really like the catalyst to help you scale that business? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just remembering too, gosh, this feels like so long ago. It like kind of was though. I was also deciding to be done with fitness in, in a business capacity because I had had a fitness business as well. And so one of the things that I wanted to cross off the list as part of my fast foundations experience was finishing kind of like an evergreen fitness program. So I did that in like the first month, maybe two months of, of the program. And then really shifted to clarity on my PR business and, and just that energetic shift. And so for me in my first round, yeah, I got really clear on not just clear on, but also excited about diving back into my PR business and really focusing on that as the main thing. I felt really good about buttoning up what I was doing in fitness and having that like last kind of little program put away. Um, and, and yeah, and the community and the people and everything like being in that environment again, because as I said, like 2019, I was it's like a funky year for me. And I, I stepped back from a lot of entrepreneurship stuff. And so I wasn't being surrounded by other entrepreneurs as much. And so to be in like in the room on zoom, like, you know, cause it's a in-person and online experience. It was so, so powerful for me. And, and that it really, honestly, and this is like, this is a, a big statement. It helped me round the corner with my depression that I was experiencing. Like I was already coming out of it, but really like being in that energy again and be like, oh my gosh, this feels so much more familiar. I'm feeling like myself again, like this level of inspiration and like creativity and action taking and all of that. Um, so it was, it was really supportive for me. And then my second round that I did with Fast Foundations was to focus on creating my group PR program. So my, it was essentially like a hybrid PR agency and coaching program called the PR Accelerator. And so I built that during my second round of Fast Foundations and scaled that and then had my you know, 2020 was my first six figure year, which ended up being a multiple six figure year, which was very, very exciting. And so much of that came from focusing only like blinders on PR agency, scaling the group PR program as well, like no doing nothing else. Right. And so I focused on that 2020, uh, for the first half, I'd say most of 2021 and decided not to do it again in 2022, do that program specifically, but, but yeah, it supported me with like the strategy, the mindset support, the focus, accountability, all of that to really scale both my agency services and then that group program um, in a huge way. And just to like, just the focus as well. And the second round that I did was when like COVID hit and everything, right? And so we half of Fast Foundations for me in that round was in person and then half went just online. And going through that with everybody was also like a, a really bonding experience too. Cause obviously none of us knew what the heck was going on, right. Or what to do exactly. But we're all like, okay, we're entrepreneurs. So like, 
we can adapt and we're going to figure it out. And how do we all figure this out and like make the most of this situation, support each other, whatever. And so that like going through COVID and everything like that with the Fast Foundations group, community, support, guidance, you name it, was huge, was huge. Because I think I would have felt so lost without having that kind of container. And also during that time, I was also going through a divorce. So I'm like, ah, what is happening? My life is flipping upside down. Like business is really great, but also like what the heck is going on? And so having the like the deep friendships, because like I, I have met some of my closest friends through masterminds and some through fast foundations. Like, like that's not even an exaggeration. So my closest friends to this day, most actually to this day are from masterminds, right? Like I'm like, yeah, I've like, I've paid to have my, to like meet my best friends. Cool. It's fine. (laughs) Like I'm totally there for it. And so that second round, like, which was really focused on all PR and scaling was so impactful for me. And then the third round I did was more like, okay, how do I like continue that scale that, and then like start to kind of expand into a few other, other things. And just, you know, like for me, master, like I love masterminds and I'm always either in some type of mastermind, some type of coaching program or working with a coach. And one of the reasons why, or a few of the reasons why I love masterminds so much is because in my experience, at least it's a mix of strategy. So like that, the like, okay, how the heck do I do this? Like, so learning new skills, learning about systems, all that kind of stuff. So the strategy piece, the, like the doing part, the mindset. So like the being, the energy, the, like how to think all of that, which is, I mean, you know, and the the audience I'm sure knows is such like a huge part of being an entrepreneur, running a business success, you name it. And then the connection, like the human connection, the networking. So, like I said, like just friendships, right? Like my life is so rich in friendships that I've built through masterminds, but then also like I've gotten so many clients from masterminds, opportunities, right? Speaking, podcast interviews, like events, you name it through people I know from masterminds or even just referrals. So it's, it's really for me that like kind of triple that trifecta of strategy mindset and networking slash relationships that makes masterminds such a powerful tool with building a business. And I think fast foundations does such a good job of that. And like, like also not to mention like the in-person events with fast foundations were so freaking fun, right? They're so cool. You learned so much that people are freaking dope. The experiences are so cool. So it was like such a blast. So next level, I know. And now we're back in person for this last round. I know. We just finished up and we're launching into the second round with our new owners, RT and Jim. And they've done a phenomenal job, like taking the reins from Chris and Lori, who started this basically legacy company of helping early stage entrepreneurs like grow. And a lot of us go into our first mastermind who didn't even know what a mastermind was. I always thought they were for like high level people in these like cubicle CEO offices in New York somewhere. I was like, like that's, they're not for the average person who, you know, you should know all that stuff before you go into one, but having them like bring it down to earth for people who are just starting out looking to even break their first six figures and let alone multiple six figures. Like they helped us understand what online marketing and really growing and scaling something was all about. You touched on so many good things and I've seen you grow and and develop into a podcaster, into creating courses, evergreen courses, um, and developing things that were like a little bit further once you got one thing up running and then, and then like kind of like automatic systemized, 
with the PR stuff, you're not able to do more passion projects, more things that light you up as, as you grow as a human. And I've seen that happen with so many people that have gone through the program. And it seems like anyone who's done it multiple times, first round was like a personal round. It was like rediscovering who they were, what they wanted to be doing, what they fucking wanted to be talking about even. It was like, let me just peel everything back and like, what is it that I want to be doing? Um, because sometimes it's a curse as an entrepreneurial mindset spirited person that you can do a lot of cool things. Like I have a fitness background, Lori had a fitness background, but then she right. moved into personal development. I started talking personal development. You moved more back into PR and what you were known for. I'm sure making content was a whole lot easier once you went all in on one thing, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So much easier. And it's funny because this year I, I started two new businesses this year with my PR business still. And it's funny because with PR, right? Like I've been doing that for so long. And because I focused, like really focused for that year, year and a half on that being the only thing I was working on, you know, talking about it became so easy, right? Which also for me and like how I'm wired, like doing the same thing for more than six months is really hard for me. Um, so I'd be like, I'm bored of this, right? New project, new, new business, whatever, whatever yeah, it is. Late. Yeah. Oh, right. right. Like, I, yeah. like ADD entrepreneur brain. But then also sometimes like when I am doing these new things and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like what, what are my like main talking points for my client? Like ideal client for this, for this, for this, for this. And I'm like, shit, like I know it so well for my PR business. Like, and so that really helped to like that hyper focus on it. And, and I will say too, like with people listening that are like, oh, like who may be feeling like they're that multi-passionate entrepreneur, which I absolutely am who like, Oh, but I don't want to just focus on one thing. That was me for a very long time. I don't want to focus on one thing. That's not, that feels restrictive. That's constraining. Like, no, that's not how I'm meant to be, to live. That's not the kind of entrepreneur I'm meant to be, which all of those things I absolutely agree with. And I still agree with, and those are tr very true. And I also had gotten to a point where I was like, okay, that stuff may be true. And like, are the results in my life and my business where I want them to be? No. So hmm. maybe try it a different way right now, like 90 days, focus on your PR business for 90 days only and see what happens. Right. And, that. and so I was like, okay, I'm going to just like, even if like it feels against my nature, right. And not what I want to do, like not the most exciting thing to only focus on this for right now, like, let's see, try it on. Let's see what happens. Right. And then a lot more results came through and I was like, Oh, well, that's and still like, <laughs> what? Pause this and say, that sounds a lot like dating when you, when you're like, Oh, I should be free and date whoever I want and not give only my time to one person. I think I've been there. I'm older than you. So I'm like, I've, I've watched you go through too. And I was like, yeah, it feels very restrictive to just date one person. I don't want to be like tied down. Yeah. They're like, let me just try it for like, six months and then it's been like yeah, that's so and, same with anything like if you it's really tough sometimes for people who it's i think it's even more than boredom i think we feel like we've put ourselves in a box and like we could be doing so much more but i think that's yeah. another one reason that holds a lot of people back from any level of success is they can't stay committed to something for a really yes. let alone consistent in that committed time period yes. right so they don't see the results that they want. I'm sure you see that a ton with people that you work with in PR, you tell them what to do, or you give them a framework, or you talk about specific things and you're like, okay, we've booked something. You haven't spoken about it much. How are you going to fill seats and get, sell tickets to something or like get people onto your show if you don't ever talk about it? Yes, absolutely. And so, so yeah, so it's like this, 
interesting thing because yeah, as entrepreneurs, we want most of us, right. Become entrepreneurs for freedom, right. Freedom. And to like, not be told what to do by anybody else. Um, at least me, you know? And so then also like the freedom to do whatever, like it feels more exciting, like next week, next month. Like one of the things I love about being an entrepreneur is like, it looks, things change all the time. Like it's so exciting. And you can be like, I don't want to offer that service anymore. So I'm not going to instead, I'm going to do this one. That sounds cool. Right. Like how fucking cool is that? And, and also can be like the double-edged sword of that lack of, of commitment and consistency and follow through, which, right. We can get into all the like fear of, of success things with that and like why that happens. But yeah. And one of the things that supported me was like, like I already said, like, okay, well, are my results where I want them to be? No, then try something different because what you've been doing hasn't been working. Okay. So like this whole niching down thing that like triggers me when other people say it, just try it. If it's working for them, give it a try. Just give it a try for a little bit. Doesn't mean you have to do this the rest of your damn life. Right. Cause that was my thing is like, well, what if in five years, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, I'm not talking about five years. Let's, it's not a let's do it. Like do it for two months. Right. 60 no. days. <laughs> and, and we're laughing, but you know, if you are tuned in and you are laughing at this too, because you recognize yourself in this story, like her and I are not the only ones who were like this. There was a lot of us in these groups and masterminds who struggle with this. I mean, it's a good and really bad problem because you know, it does feel restrictive to niche down sometimes. Like I said earlier, if you are good at multiple things or you're multi-passionate, like I had a fitness background and then hair and then this and that. And it's, it's like, mm, I don't want to just talk about that. I struggled so hard to start my podcast, my Beauty Inspires Beauty podcast, because I was like, well, I don't only want to talk to hairdressers. But the cool thing about getting really good at one thing and becoming an expert at it doesn't mean you have to do it forever. It just means build up one leg of your business to hopefully be income producing so that you can yes. rob Peter to pay Paul to do the other things that you like and expand different legs of your business once you become well known for something. So basically like an influencer in PR who now has tapped into divine embodiment and feminine energy, like people get it, but they see your background still in PR because you've been successful at something. It's really hard to like start to trust somebody and want to do business with them if they don't show follow through or they haven't been consistent or had yeah. success in business. It's like, yeah, I've dabbled in everything and been successful in nothing. You're like, mm, I'm probably gonna yeah, like I've been, for you. Like I've gotten like a solid C or a B in like a lot of things. It's like, okay, cool. Then you'll get like C B results, right? Yeah. And so so yeah, so that was a big lesson for me was that focus, follow through. And then even after that, like once I was like, okay, I'm bored of this, right? Cause, cause like I got burnt out on my PR program after like a year and a half, two years or something, like running that group program. It's a, such a good program. But I was like, I don't want to do like it. I don't feel like doing it anymore, which is totally fine. Like, and, and with the way that I'm wired and everything like that, it's important for me to like, when I do have that, like, Ooh, what's the next exciting thing to really like go for that? Because I can make so much magic happen when I do listen to that. But then there's a difference also with like letting things like, like feeling like, Oh, well this feels hard or I'm bored. So just let it burn to the ground. Right. Like that's not the solution. So that consistency and follow through was a big lesson for me and that focus. Right. And, and when I was like, okay, like, Cause, cause I'll be perfectly honest. Like I was in a place where this, the past like six months or so this year in 2022, where I was like, okay, I love this business, my PR business. My team and I are really good on it. I've worked so hard to like hire amazing people, like set up my systems in a really amazing way, like all this kind of stuff and, and have it be 
relatively hands off for me, which is uh, amazing. Right. And so I was like, and like, I want to spend my energy doing some new projects and like the new things that are lighting me up and like past me would have been like, all right, well then fuck it. I'm done. Right. Let it, let it be done. And I'm like, no, that's not the responsible thing to do. So I've actually been talking to Jim lately about like, okay, like how do I remove myself more? Or like, how do I streamline these packages so that I'm less, less on it? And like, it's, it is more uh, like can run better without me. And so coming out of that being like a, a more mature, I would say entrepreneur too, like way less impulsive I love as well. That. Well, so we grow and evolve and that's a beautiful space about having that support and community and having people like Jim to lean on and call into. And, you know, you have access to Jim now because you were involved in Fast Foundations and he was one of the members for mm -hmm. the first time and now he's one of the owners. So it's so crazy. So you talked about the business being able to scale through Fast Foundations and the multiple rounds that you were in, but you also talk a lot about how you 5X your business in 2020 by showing up on podcasting. Not only did yeah. you start a podcast, but in your PR agency and watching the ways that you teach people how to do their own PR, for those of you listening who maybe aren't at a place in your business that you can invest in someone else to help you with PR, follow Lauren, scroll down, geek out on all the stuff that she shares on how to self-promote. Um, and podcasting is one of the biggest things that she talks about is doing a podcast tour, especially of a product or service that people can have access to. They don't know otherwise getting in front of other people's audiences through their podcast really like long form is the best way to get to know somebody. Cause if they want to connect with you, they listen to you and they like you, they're going to go straight to your page. I mean, I don't know how many yep. people found through other people's podcasts. Right. So talk to people oh. about how they can self promote and get on other people's shows. Yes. Yes. So when it comes to PR, yeah. And that's, that's why I created my PR accelerator program during fast foundations was because yeah, had the agency going, scaling that all that. And so many of my friends in fast foundations were like, okay, I want to hire you, but like, I don't have the budget yet. I don't know if I'm ready, all of that. So like, how do I like do this more myself or whatnot? And so I was like, okay, like I'm going to create a program for that. And so I created PR Accelerator and it was, it's a beautiful program, which I'm actually in the process of having that become available as like a self-paced evergreen thing. So people can still learn all of that, how to do it yourself. Um, and I would say like my, like my, Instagram right now is a lot more on like the women's coaching and stuff that I'm doing, but, but on my Instagram, you can get into my, you can, you can get the access to my like PR brand page and stuff and get more PR resources there. But as far as podcasting, cause yeah, guest coaching, podcasting, guest speaking, all of that, I leveraged so much for myself in 2020 and 2021. And that was a huge, huge game changer for me with scaling my business was sharing my story, sharing my expertise, getting in front of as many new audiences, new groups of people as I could that created huge results for me. And so a few things on, and, and this year, I would say 2022, I've, my team and I have really focused on podcast tours for our clients. So getting our clients booked on a ton of podcast interviews, because what I've noticed the last, like, two years in the media space is while publications like TV print, all that kind of stuff is still valuable and like different forms of PR serve different purposes. And so that kind of stuff is still valuable. Some of the credibility and the trust has declined. And I think that the more traditional media space, so online publications and like TV, like all that kind of stuff, I think has gotten a little sloppy to be perfectly honest. And a lot of people are craving more authenticity, 
more intimacy, more like just like real connection through social media, through whatever. And podcasts are such a powerful way to do that, right? Like I love listening to podcasts. I mean, even just this conversation, right? Like you and I are having a raw, unfiltered conversation. And then that gets to be shared with everybody. And we're showing up very authentically. And so for listeners, right, you're going to have a much more connected, impactful experience listening to a podcast than reading an article, right? And you feel so much more connected to somebody listening to them on a podcast. So podcasts are so powerful. And not even just that, the connection, authenticity piece, but the podcast space is growing, like continuously growing, like more podcasts are coming out every day. More people are listening to podcasts every day. Still, that's been steadily growing for the last couple of years, especially. And what I've seen with clients is the conversions are really strong with podcasts, like articles, that kind of stuff is great for authority, credibility, that reputation, like, oh, as seen as cool, right? Like that's still important and helpful, but if you're wanting to sell things more quickly or, you know, be asked to be a speaker at events and stuff like that, like getting onto podcasts is where it's at. So we have so many more clients get other clients or get people being like, Oh, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast talking about your coaching program. Can you tell me more? Like, Oh, I heard about you on this. Like that happens way more from podcasts than it does from some article. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even like a Forbes article or something, people are going to get more incoming questions, followers, requests, clients, whatever, like as, as far as I've seen from like solid podcast interviews, than from like a Forbes publication article. And so as far as getting onto podcasts, like the first few things before, like really putting yourself out there and getting more visibility in that way is like get being really clear on what your service is, what your offer is, what your product is, right? Like, what are you selling? Be really clear on who your ideal client is. What, what sort of audience do you want to get in front of? And then know how to share your story. And have a few key messages ready that you're really confident speaking about that are not only interesting, engaging, all of that, and having like little supporting anecdotes is really helpful too, but knowing like your key messages that really support whatever the thing is that you want to sell, right? So like knowing that stuff first and then be like, okay, if my ideal client is this kind of person, like what kind of podcast is that person listening to? Cool. Go make a list of those podcasts and pitch them. And when it comes to pitching, right? Like the most important thing when pitching to be a speaker in a publication on a podcast interview is like, how are you going to add massive value to that person and their audience? Right. So like, why should they have you on? Like, what do you offer? Like, what are you going to offer to their audience? Um, That's the most important thing to really keep in mind when you're, when you're pitching. And then just also like being a normal human, like you like a po- you're listening to a podcast, you like podcasts, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool episode. DM them. Yeah. Screen screenshot it and share it in your stories and tag them. Right. And then who knows? Maybe that leads to a conversation being like, you know what? I actually would love to be a guest. Like, what do you think? Like I've pitched myself <laughs> that way number of times. Or I've just like been a fan of a podcast and then they've asked me to be on. And I'm like, oh cool. That I never good. thought you would want me on. Yeah. Right. 
Well, and especially when you start sharing other people's stuff and letting them know, like, I'm a fan of you and like you put yourself yeah. in orbit. That's how I've made the, the biggest connection is, you know, I may not, I may not need a service that maybe that person provides, but I love the content that they bring. I love their expertise. And so, you know, just sharing, liking, talking about their stuff. And then, yeah, when the time comes that you have a product or service, you're ready to like pitch and sell. You've been in their orbit for long enough. They're kind of talking to your ideal clients already. And then you can say, hey, I actually have something that could have value to your audience. Would you mind having me uh -huh. on to talk about it? How like, and then also my, my tip now as a podcast host and having guests come on is yeah, bring some value and also like ask me, even if I've asked you to be on the show, ask me like, what does your audience need to hear right now? Because let me yeah. tell you what I do to what your people are used to hearing from you or what do they like if they're all in the beauty industry like what's the number one struggle is it feeling burnt out how can i tie in my pr agency stuff to burnout like you know sometimes it's 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 one of those things where you might want to have a guest on and they have like literally nothing to do with maybe what your niche is say they're like a, a famous athlete or something and i'm like a beauty industry coach right how can i tie in the fact that i was able to get someone at that level onto my show because yeah. let's just hope for once they but they promote it on their shit and they talk about it in front of their audience. Everybody knows someone in the beauty industry, right? Just because you're a professional like football player or whatever, doesn't yes. mean a bunch of women in your life who could be related to this. And because you plugged my shit, then it got me more eyes on my on my stuff. So there's like dynamic ways to think about how you can get into people's bubbles that may not seem like they're the right fit for your audience. Yeah, that brings up such a good point because I like when I was like really promoting mainly PR stuff, right? Like my pitch page, my one sheeter, which actually like I had a little moment of self-promotion. If like having a pitch page was like a one sheet media kit for you is super helpful with getting opportunities, whether it is publications, podcasts, you name it. And so if you, if you go to my Instagram, hit the link, like link in bio, there's a free pitch page template, um, that you can download, create all of that. Um, but yeah. So when I was leading more with PR stuff, right, like my interview topics or my pitch angles, if you will, on the pitch page, it says interview topics. Those weren't all just about PR, right? Even though that at the time was my intention to get more visibility around my PR business, I'm not going to put five, six, whatever, interview topics that are only about PR. Because if someone's like, oh, I just had a PR person on delete, right? Or, oh no, like this is boring, delete. So making sure that there's variety also in what you can talk about. And so even, even what I shared before about in 2019, like dealing with depression, one of my uh, interview topics on my pitch page, well, yes, I had a few about PR. I had a couple like more general, that sort of thing. And then I had one that was like, why I'm grateful for my anxiety and depression. That one was very popular, right? Like wanting to talk about the, you know, about mental health stuff as an entrepreneur. So like that was that, and that had nothing to do specifically with PR, right? But it's so relatable for so many entrepreneurs and was a very popular conversation topic, you know? And so that could be a foot in the door to, a podcast that talks more about mental health or wellness or self-care or whatever. Right. And so making sure also that you're not going like all over the place and it feels like chaotic and it doesn't make sense, but that you're not just like, Oh, well, I'm a business coach. So I, all of my interview topics are going to be about business coaching things. It's like, that's boring. Like you're also more than just that. Yeah. Well, what's cool is like you can, and you guys, she brushed over the fact that she has this free template for you to download. Like go, there are right. And there are really wrong ways to make one sheets and media kits. Like 
it's not a me, me, me. It's a, how can I serve, serve, serve. So like, yeah, go get this template, download it. Even if you don't feel like you're ready to like fill it all in right now, start to kind of play with it because what I found is like these media sheets and pitch pages are like a resume. So if somebody, if you have a window to give somebody this pitch page or this media kit, tailor it to who you're speaking to, right? Like she just said, if you know they speak a ton about mental health and you can actually talk a little bit about that, put a few of your your power moves in there, but also drop in that you can talk about the depression, anxiety type of stuff too. So making sure you're not just like, hey, so-and-so, like, you know, and, and don't be so linear that you don't touch all the, the knobs that could get turned on by that person. Um, so go get that pitch page. And also with podcasting, I find a lot of people like they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait and they feel so much pressure to start a podcast because, you know, you know, if you start the podcast, you got to keep it going. But you've showed an example with yours alone, Amplified, that you can do seasons and that you can use your podcast to your advantage when you are launching things, when you are talking about things, when you're selling things. Um, I stayed stuck for so long because I didn't want to get niche with my podcast. I was like, I want to talk to everybody about all the things. I want to turn the mic on and be able to talk about whatever I want. But I held myself back for years watching Chris and Lori's podcast grow and grow and grow. And I'm like, fucking Lori's talking about whatever the thing, anything she wants. Right. Right. And so finally, after getting sick of my own shit and COVID, right, I had my my space. Finally, I was like, well, the universe is like, well, you want to start a podcast here six months go. Um, and, and I did. And it's been wonderful. And it's morphed and it's turning into more and more things. But what's really cool is like people start to see you as an expert because you got some skin in the game, you know, producing a podcast. Yes. It is easy, but it's also there's a level of requirement with commitment and consistency, like we talked about earlier, that if you want something to be your thing, you have to go all in. And that's why, like, if you follow me for a while on my own stuff, you'll see I've started to peel away things because I want to focus on being a high level podcaster. But in the beginning, everything sucked. My shit sucked. My interview sucked. I sucked at getting interviewed. Like, and you talked about that, like podcasts are such a great way to practice your speaker abilities and like get really like, what do I like talking about? What does come out of my mouth? Because we all know so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And yes. so I think, you know, it's great to be interviewed because sometimes people will ask you questions and then you just spout off shit. You're like, well, that sounded actually really, I do know some shit. Huh. Yeah. And with the, okay. So fun fact too, about my pitch page template, that is Chris Harder approved. Chris yeah. Harder approved. I created that during Fast Foundations. And yeah. So with the podcast too, like, yes, absolutely. Like one, you know, waiting too long. Like I abs totally did that and then got it going. Love it. So much fun. And I decided to take a break and then took a break for like six months. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to take a little break for a while. And then it was like, Oh, it actually feels good to have one less thing on my plate, even though I loved my podcast. And so the last couple months I've been like, damn it, come on, bring it back. And so I actually, I've been in, in the process of hiring a new producer, manager, like all that kind of stuff for the podcast. And so it should be my plan. It should be back into the world in like two weeks, which I'm really excited about. And with having a podcast, they are really powerful tools for marketing, right? Really powerful. Because like I said already, like same thing with getting on other people's podcasts, like people get to experience you in a really authentic, raw, like intimate way. And especially like, at least the way I do my podcast with solo episodes, like I bullet out a few notes and then I just hit record and I talk and I never listen to it back. I'm like, pretty sure that was great. Bye. <laughs> like, 
It is. And when you get you know, in place, you literally can just record, do the thing you're really good at and let your producers and your copywriters like take it and write your show notes. And that's yeah. like the same thing. We have that here for Fast Foundations, the good in media. Brianna and Danny like run this podcast and they do such an amazing job. And that's the cool thing about it being a leg of your business. It's like top of funnel. It's creating awareness, people learning to get to know you and like trusting that you're going to put an episode every single week out and add value to their life. And they're going to have really cool people on that. They're also interested in. And that's why it's so key to show up so authentic as yourself on a podcast, because you can only fake it till you make it so long. If you're trying to do a podcast where it's not really you or the things that you really should be talking about, you're not going to be able to sustain that. And that's why I think a lot of people start podcasts and then they stop because I, I remember hitting about episode 40, 45 on my podcast, feeling like really out of alignment. I was trying to be like feminine and girly and like soft. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not. So like either let yourself drop the F-bombs and like get real, real like straightforward on here or just stop. Like I had yeah. to, you know, recognize that. And and I think for me too, like one, I it felt good to have one less thing on my plate because it is a lot of work to to like manage a podcast and run a podcast and all of that. And I was putting out two episodes a week, all of that. And I think too, like, especially coming into this season two of it is I was like, Oh, I think I like said yes to more interviews than I would have wanted to. Right. It was like the, Oh, well I was on yours. So sure. You can be on mine. Even if, and sometimes I wasn't actually that excited about it. Right. Or if someone asked or, you know, yeah. So I, I wasn't as, strategic discerning and strategic with it. But similarly to what you were saying, like with the, like feeling like you need to niche it down a ton, like that's how I, like, you know, everyone says, or at least when I was thinking about creating it, like, oh, well, having a really niche specific podcast, that's the way to go. If you want it to be really supportive for your business. And I'm like, again, with the whole like aversion to being really niched down, I was like, but that does not sound fun. And podcasts take some time to monetize. And so if I'm like one, if that's even the goal, right. And so I was like, no, this is my podcast for me. That is a creative outlet. That is fun. That is like for my like heart and soul. And so, no, it does not need to be niched down. I'm going to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. And it's just going to like feed my soul. Right. And so, so yeah, decided to like, be like, no, I get to talk about every freaking thing. And so even now with like stepping into the second season of it, like being even more, like intentional with it being like such a like soul nurturing experience. And honestly, like, I think that's how it becomes more successful anyway, is when you're feeling all in and super aligned with it. So true. So tying it all in back to the mastermind. I mean, you've obviously like 10 X your life since joining and then rejoining and then rejoining again, I think doing three rounds and then yeah. where you're at now just speaks volumes to like the power of Fast Foundations, the mastermind itself, but also like you said earlier, to just being in connection to any sort of mastermind or community or coaching program. Yeah. Like we always hear that tagline, like you pay to skip the line or to like round yep. up or to like get the information after someone's already fucked it up, right? Maybe they pay 25K for something you only had to pay 5K to learn. Like that, those are the cool things about something like a mastermind. and. Um, I know if you guys have any questions about why she was in it for so many rounds, DM her, ask her some questions, like, and go get that pitch page because no matter what kind of business that you have a service or product, like putting a media kit pitch page together for possible speaking events or places where you can really like hone in your messaging to talk about what you have to offer is key. And it's one of the, the hardest things sometimes for people to put a bow on, like, what do you do? Like get like, yes. obviously like come up with several different answers. If you're stuck in the elevator with Oprah, like you could probably have a different answer than if 
you get stuck in the elevator with someone who's like your ideal client or like be prepared for those situations so that you start to become more confident in what it is that you do. Um, and then once you're good at really good at something, then expand if you're like us and you want to try and do all the things, but you can't always do all the things good at one time. Right. Yeah. It's almost impossible. And it will, they don't all have to be businesses all at the same time either. Right. Totally. <laughs> Thank you so much for the gift of sharing, like what it really looks like, because I think often people see, perfectly curated Instagram pages and they think, oh, must be nice, or she's got it made, or she, you know, da, 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 whatever the case might be. And it's nice to hear like the main reason you joined was because the place you were in was not where you wanted to be anymore. And it's okay to admit that like, I need some help. I need some support. So I want someone relatable around me. Like I want to know there's other people going through this shit with me and like someone else to like lean on to carry you when things get hard, because it's great to like have someone to high five when shit's good in business, but it's it's even more important to have that support when things are not going right. When you launch a product or service and there's crickets, when you like had a great idea, you thought everybody was going to buy it and it didn't happen. Like, you know, having like people to lean on and be able to seek advice from is like key, you know? Yeah. Um, so you guys go grab that pitch page, see what Lauren's up to. She's amazing. I love following her. She inspires me like really nobody else. She's sexy. She's funny. She's talented. She's diversifying all of the ways she's making money now. So uh, we could probably do an eight hour podcast episode. Uh, so maybe we'll have to have you back on. That's definitely, definitely in the future. And if you guys love this episode, you had any aha moments or you felt some sort of connection to us, please screenshot this, share it on social media, tag us at Fast Foundations. Or if you're interested in the mastermind, go to fastfoundations.com and check it all out. Our next round is starting September 12th. But if you missed that by listening to this later at a later date, you guys can always get on the wait list and join us for the next round because these are gonna be six month rounds now instead of just five. Um, and we do have an online community where if you are not able to join us at the in-persons, you can just be a part of the community for a fraction of the price, but all that's in the link in the show notes and we will hopefully see you guys soon. Lauren, thanks again for your time and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more free business tips like this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at fast.foundations. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? We want to know. Tag us on Instagram, share this episode with a friend, and leave us a five-star rating and review so we can reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. We're so glad to have you as part of our community. Go to our website, fastfoundations.com, for details on our next in-person event. This podcast is sponsored by Carter & Custer Agency at carterandcuster.com.